Welcome to Jerusalem Studio Podcast. Join us to discuss the latest updates from Israel and the region. Shalom and welcome to Jerusalem Studio. Even before designate Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu managed to translate his apparent victory in the Knesset elections into the formation of a government, President Erdogan congratulated him and expressed his wish to continue the positive trend in relations between Ankara and Jerusalem, which was initiated by the Turkish head of state after Netanyahu was ousted from power roughly one and a half years ago. What does it mean for the state-to-state as well as the international relationship between the leaders? Joining us to discuss it from Abu Dhabi is Mr. Yusuf Arim, who is TRT World's editor-at-large. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thanks for having me. Also joining us from Central Israel is Dr. Chaitan Kwanyanawochak, who is the research, a research fellow at the Jerusalem Institute for Strategy and Security, as well as at the Moshe Dayan Center at Tel Aviv University. Thank you for joining us as well, sir. Thank you very much. With us here in the studio is our TV7 editor-at-large, as well as the host of Watchmen Talk, Powers in Play, and so much more, Mr. Amir Oh, And Amir, give us a, a prelude for this uh, topic of discussion, the relations between Jerusalem and Ankara today. So, um, as you um, mentioned, um, while President Erdogan uh, initiated the chill in relations um, a few years ago, um, a dozen years ago, and, or even earlier, he also initiated the thaw in uh, the relationship. And yes, um, it was timed right after uh, Netanyahu uh, lost power uh, in June of 2021, and the uh, Bennett-Lapid government uh, took over. But apparently, strategic interests uh, take precedence here, and it is much more than personal, because even though uh, Netanyahu is uh, in the process of uh, forming a new government, uh, he will uh, have difficulties both in the formation and then in running uh, the government. Uh, it's not uh, the best or easiest uh, partnership. Nevertheless, uh, President Erdogan has decided to uh, keep on course um, Lapid, too, as uh, the foreign minister and um, alternate prime minister, was at first doubtful about uh, the um, approach by Erdogan. But uh, obviously, the entire Israeli uh, political establishment has been won over, wants uh, this relationship uh, to continue. Uh, we have seen uh, Lapid, uh, Defense Minister Gantz, President Herzog, all welcoming the Erdogan uh, uh, move. And um, Netanyahu will probably have many more concerns rather than uh, now trying uh, to undo what uh, the outgoing government uh, has done. So, uh, yes, Israel has other allies and partners um, here in the Eastern Mediterranean, Greece, Cyprus, Egypt, France, Italy. Uh, and there are interests regarding energy and many other uh, aspects. But we can see that the Turkish-Israeli uh, relationship is back on track. 
Indeed. Well, uh, let's uh, uh, ask our panelists to weigh in to this. Uh, is the relationship between Turkey and Israel going to weather uh, a return of the Netanyahu government uh, into office here in Jerusalem, Dr. Konyan Arocek? Uh, in my opinion, since the uh, Turkish president already sent this important message to the Israeli prime minister, I think uh, we have a light in this tunnel. Uh, I was very skeptic about uh, the future of the relations, and I was very pessimistic, I must admit. But uh, I thought that uh, the Israeli side could be more constructive, uh, but uh, I proved to be wrong, and now I see that the Turkish side is, about, is, in my opinion, a lot more constructive, despite the fact that we have received uh, President Erdogan's uh, message. Uh, I must admit, as an Israeli citizen, I'm very much uh, disappointed that uh, the designated Israeli prime minister still did not issue a condemnation and a message of solidarity uh, with uh, Turkey after this uh, explosion and after this terrorist attack that took place in the Istiklal Avenue in Istanbul. Uh, but still, uh, since he is not considered uh, on paper as Israel's prime minister and Israeli president already did uh, this uh, important uh, job, so I think um, we can be still optimistic but again, I'm very much skeptical and uh, I, I wish that Mr. Netanyahu could embrace this relationship as the way he embraced and um, as the way he embraced uh, Israel's relations with the Gulf. We all know that uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu is capable of, uh, uh, of improving Israel's uh, foreign relations with the Muslim states. So why not again? Uh, with Turkey. Uh, there is a room for optimism, but again, not this time, for the first time I'm saying such a, thing, uh, such a sentence, for the first time I'm, uh, I have question marks regarding the sincerity of the coming Israeli government. In my opinion, if there will be, if this new normalization will be overshadowed, uh, I think this time uh, it would be because of the uh, new Israeli leadership and I cannot blame the Turkish president this time. Well, of course, uh, to take into account the fact that uh, uh, Netanyahu at the time was the one who helped normalize relations between Israel or bolster relations uh, to uh, unprecedented heights uh, with uh, Azerbaijan, which has been instrumental in once again forging uh, the relations between Israel and Turkey. Uh, I think the sway from uh, the Azeri side on Israel will be able to help uh, fortify whatever has emerged uh, in the relations between Andhra and Jerusalem. Uh, Mr. Arim, I agree. Definitely, I agree with you. And let us not forget that the Azeris already declared their intention to inaugurate their embassy uh, in Israel next year. Uh, I also wanted to note this down. Indeed, an unprecedented move in, uh, indeed, and also very warmly welcomed here in Jerusalem. Uh, Mr. Arim, I'd like to hear your uh, take on this. You've been uh, somewhat of a prophet. Everything that you speculated on this show has uh, come to pass. Uh, uh, what is your take on the current state of play in this unique relationship between Ankara and Jerusalem? Well, first of all, I think we've all done a good job in the previous programs that we've done, and we've all uh, been able to give a very good snapshot and uh, be able to look forward at what has happened and uh, have been able to 
predict uh, much of what's go what has happened. And uh, I do think that uh, anyone who is viewing this, hopefully they go onto YouTube and watch the past shows as well. It gives a great background. Now, uh, going into uh, the return of Netanyahu, I think that uh, uh, I'm op optimistic as well. Uh, and there's many reasons for that. First of all, uh, in the, uh, I believe, close to two years absence uh, of Netanyahu, the geopolitical chessboard has completely changed. Uh, we were playing checkers two years ago. Now we're playing chess and we're playing three-dimensional, four-dimensional chess. So uh, the conditions have changed and that is definitely going to protect this reconciliation. Now, first of all, a very smart uh, move on behalf of both the Turks and also the Israelis was to grandfather this reconciliation before uh, Israeli elections to be able to Netanyahu proof it. And uh, the return of the ambassador, uh, the important steps taken very, very quickly uh, to reconcile this relationship uh, Netanyahu has now inherited this relationship. Now, undoing something that's been inherited, that's an unnecessary political expenditure that Netanyahu would have to make. And uh, he, it has no gain for him right now. Uh, the Israeli state and the Turkish state seem happy with the reconciliation. The public seems happy with the reconciliation. The media seems happy with the recon reconciliation. So I believe that it's in Netanyahu's interest to continue right now. Another uh, reason. There's no Trump in the White House. Uh, Netanyahu doesn't have a friendly White House at, at the moment. He has a Biden White House. He has a Democrat White House. So uh, when we look at Washington, we're seeing uh, a Washington that won't be as uh, constructive or give Netanyahu the room that he would want in the Middle East on certain issues. So there's no reason to push the Turks away right now either. Uh, also, Turkey is not as isolated as it was in the Middle East or the Eastern Mediterranean as it was two years ago. It's reconciled with the UAE. It's reconciled with Saudi Arabia. It's improving its relationship with many of Israel's new allies. So this also is creating a more regional understanding, uh, a more regional committee. Again, uh, the Iran situation, I think it's now more dire than ever. And uh, national security is something that is always paramount to every country. Uh, national security is something that, as a leader, Netanyahu does best, and I'm sure he sees great value having the Turks on board, having to be able to work with the Turks uh, where he can, because the Turkish national security understanding and their threat assessment towards Iran and Shiite-backed militia uh, in the region has also changed. So uh, when we put all these together, uh, there is no reason for Netanyahu to expend the political capital to break this relationship rather than continue it. And Erdogan uh, beginning Netanyahu's uh, tenure with a phone call shows that he's pragmatic. He's ready to work with Netanyahu. Uh, Israeli President Isaac Herzog has worked to put in deconfliction mechanisms, mechanisms to be able to uh, weather the relationship, anchor the relationship. So these mechanisms seem to be working at the moment. Erdogan seems to be very proactive, uh, congratulating Netanyahu. So it looks like all the stars are, are aligning uh, for the Turkey-Israel rapprochement. And I do think that, barring any major flashpoint, this is going to continue the way it has. Indeed. Mr. Owen, uh, over the course of this past year, there have been more Israelis traveling 
uh, to Turkey than any other preceding years in, in the history of relations between Turkey and Israel, uh, namely 650,000 have already, uh, as we speak, uh, entered Turkey, despite the fact that uh, the National Security Council has released on a number of occasions uh, advisories cautioning Israelis uh, against unwarranted travel or uh, travel for uh, other reasons uh, than business. Uh, nevertheless, Israelis don't always heed uh, advisories or usually don't heed advisories for that matter. Uh, among those uh, traveling, though, uh, were yourself. You managed to travel just a couple of weeks ago to Istanbul for uh, multiple uh, uh, engagements, and uh, uh, you were invited, uh, of course, also to the AK party, and, and you were able to uh, experience firsthand uh, the warmth of uh, uh, the uh, Turkish intentions towards Israel. Uh, did you find them genuine? So, uh, one must admit that um, the uh, party uh, most responsible for my invitation was Yusuf Arim, and um, I went there because uh, I suspected that he is only an avatar. I wanted mm -hmm. uh, to uh, see in person whether there is a, a Yusuf Erim. But all kidding aside, yes, um, the uh, a very warm uh, welcome. And uh, President Erdogan uh, had a speech uh, in this event. And uh, it was noteworthy that both in his speech and in the platform of the party, uh, which was cited there, there was no anti-Israel propaganda. Um, yes, the uh, uh, problem of Palestine was mentioned in passing, but uh, there was no invective against Israel or against Israelis. And uh, it seemed as if uh, the relation ship is uh, almost back to normal to what uh, it had been in the 1990s and beyond. And uh, perhaps, and of course, uh, the site of the terror attack uh, on Istiklal um, um, Avenue, uh, not far from Taksim um, Square, this was full of tourists uh, and the Israelis too. And a lot of police, tourist police and others, security um, was tight um, and it was quite reassuring to uh, walk the streets of Istanbul again. May I mention two points um, which may explain why the relationship is on a better footing now. First of all, uh, Turkey is less supportive of Hamas than it used to be. Um, and the Hamas leaders who used to reside there had to go elsewhere um, per Israel's request because while uh, Turkey may not see it as uh, comparable to the Kurdish terrorists, nevertheless, it sees Israel's point that it cannot fight terrorism on one front and, um, and be blind to the Israeli interests on another front. The other thing is that Israel's main um, interest now lies in CENTCOM, in the Central Command Area of Operations, where Yusuf is uh, practical right now. And because Israel is no longer that interested in NATO, which in the American um, organization uh, is comparable to UCOM, the European Command, 
um, Turkey uh, is not able and apparently is not willing to disrupt the Israeli participation in NATO operations and exercises. This used to be uh, a point of friction a few years ago. So uh, the relationship uh, has moved uh, forward because uh, there is nothing to fight about. Indeed. Well, uh, there is some uh, strategic alignment uh, at this stage, and, and this is something that I'd like to ask both uh, Dr. Konya uh, Narochak uh, and uh, Mr. Arim. Uh, neither Ankara nor Jerusalem view Tehran as uh, too favorable at this uh, point in time, uh, especially also considering the fact beyond uh, uh, Iranian threats towards Israel directly, uh, also uh, threatening Azerbaijan, for instance, which is aligned with both Israel and Turkey uh, uh, in particular. Is there some alignment beyond what is being reported in the media with regard to activities that are taking place either in Syria or Iraq or intelligence sharing for that matter? Uh, Dr. Konya Narochak, we'll start with you. Well, uh, I would like to uh, make a comment regarding Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan is considered as a sister state uh, of Turkey and, of course, is also considered as a very reliable ally of the state of Israel. Uh, the uh, geographic location of Azerbaijan is making it very important to Israel. Uh, we all know that uh, the two countries are collaborating uh, Israelis are enjoying from the proximity uh, to uh, Iran uh, and uh, the Azeris, of course, are enjoying from the Israeli military capabilities and technologies. So uh, in this regard, uh, despite the fact that uh, Ankara and Jerusalem did not uh, take a joint decision in supporting Azerbaijan against Armenia, uh, we are seeing that uh, the three of the states are coming together and uh, of course, uh, Azerbaijan uh, is creating here a common denominator between the three states, and uh, it's a, basically a success story that the three states can come together, can cooperate together, and of course we can challenge uh, Iran. Uh, Iran is considered uh, as an existential threat against the state of Israel, uh, so, uh, but we should also not forget, despite the fact that the Turks and the Iranians are not fighting against each other from the imperial times, uh, these two states are considered as the rival states. So uh, today, uh, Turkey is doing its best in order to diminish Iranian influence in Caucasia. And of course, uh, how, do, how they are trying to do that? To open a new corridor via Armenia, which is called uh, in Azeri language Zangezur. Uh, in Armenian, it's called Siyunik. Uh, this corridor would uh, basically facilitate of passage uh, from Turkey to Azerbaijan and it would basically decrease the importance of Iran. So in this regard, in my opinion, if we would like to see less Iranian influence in Caucasia and of course in the Middle East, I think uh, Israel, Azerbaijan and Turkey should come uh, together and uh, in my opinion, the three countries should come together in a in a blunt way, uh, that these uh, there should be trilateral meetings between these two uh, between these three countries, and uh, I think this will uh, of course uh, create a new strategic balance uh, in uh, the Middle East at large. 
Mr. Arim, I'd like to also ask you beyond uh, this uh, point, uh, the outgoing Israeli Defense Minister, Benny Gantz, before uh, the election in uh, Israel, traveled uh, to meet with his Turkish counterpart, Hulusi Akal, uh, during which he also had uh, the opportunity to meet with uh, President Erdogan. Uh, but uh, he came back, and, and from what I hear from his surrounding, he was very pleased and uh, talked about uh, expanding and deepening uh, security cooperation between Israel and Turkey. Uh, to what degree is this seen uh, in the same light uh, or in the same fashion in Ankara these days? Well, I think uh, meeting with uh, Benny Gantz was very important, uh, especially so close to elections. Uh, it shows that uh, the Turkish state is trying to engage with the full political spectrum of Israel. It doesn't matter that uh, Gantz could be out of power, uh, out of position. Uh, the Turkish president made the time to meet him, made the time to shake his hand and listen uh, to Israel's concerns from uh, his point of view. And that does show that uh, Turkey is trying to diversify its relationship inside the Israeli state as well, amongst the political parties, amongst uh, different types of uh, ideologies inside to be able to uh, protect the relationship against shock. Uh, Netanyahu came a very quick uh, congratulations to him, uh, meeting with uh, Yair Lapid, previous telephone call with uh, Naftali Bennett, uh, a relationship with Israeli President Herzog as well. So we see the Turkish state engaging with the full political spectrum uh, of Israel. And I think that's very, very important. Now, uh, going over to Azerbaijan, I think Azerbaijan is very important with the weight it could have on Turkey's view of Iran and uh, hardening of position against Iran. Now, any type of serious national security concern that uh, Azerbaijan would face uh, would seriously motivate Turkey to take a visibly harder position, a harder stance uh, against Iran in the region. Now, when we go back over the past 10 years and we look at Turkey's relationship, how it deteriorated during the Arab Spring with countries like the UAE, Saudi Arabia and Israel, uh, and we have the understanding of Turkish foreign policy being built around balance, Turkey lost the balance to Iran. Turkey didn't have partner a partner in the region to balance Iran. So it was left without options against Iran. Uh, there was also the war in Syria, the war in Iraq. These created tremendous voids that Iran was able to exploit in the region. It created a tremendous void in Yemen that it was able to exploit in the region. And when Turkey didn't have partners to balance Iran, uh, it was left with uh, much less options. So uh, it had to live with the Iran reality. And that reality created a 534-kilometer border with Iran into an 1,800-kilometer border with Shiite militia. That is Turkey's largest border. Turkey's largest border, its biggest neighbor is Shiite militia. We should never forget this. And when you have a non-state actor with an 1,800-kilometer border, an actor that uh, has uh, no accountability, an actor that uh, can distance itself from the state it's acting uh, for, uh, that creates serious national security concerns. And I think Turkey is understanding this more and more. The threat perception uh, is changing more and more every day. And if this is a position that Azerbaijan's also beginning to take, Aliyev being a very close friend of Erdogan, Azerbaijan being a top uh, partner for Turkey, this is going to impact Turkey as well. And now when we see Turkey's uh, reconciliation with the UAE, Saudi Arabia, and uh, Israel as well, Turkey has partners that 
it can work with. It has a committee that it can work with uh, for security in the region. So it has much more motivation now to serve as a bulwark, to serve as uh, part of an understanding that says, hey, Iran, you, uh, you've expanded too much. This is, this is not your region. And I think one of the important things I also want to note, I've been in Abu Dhabi for a very important conference. And uh, one of the important ideas that I heard being talked about here is uh, a regional security mechanism. I thought this is a fantastic idea, creating a regional security mechanism, especially in an age where we are entering, where there's going to be less U.S. engagement. Uh, it's always smart to have local uh, problems solved by local solutions with local actors. And this is definitely something that Turkey can and should take part in if this type of uh, regional security mechanism is created because Turkey is beginning to sell weapons to many of these regional countries and being part of a security mechanism would vertically integrate Turkey into the full security apparatus, the full security understanding mm -hmm. of this region saying, hey, we're selling weapons, hey, we're helping provide security, hey, we're a partner in policymaking decisions. And this would anchor this relationship, these new reconciliations two further shocks going forward. Uh, well, uh, we should not forget that if there is a cooperation, if there is a cooperation between Israel and Turkey, uh, we should also thank, thank uh, we should also thank to the Iranians, because at the end, because of their uh, plot against the Israeli tourists, uh, the two intelligence agencies had to sit together and had to cooperate. And what we have seen uh, was the success. Uh, so, uh, thanks to the Iranians, we happen to see that uh, the two intelligence agencies are capable of working together. And I think it, that was an opportunity to prove uh, since 1990s we did, not such, uh, we did not see such a cooperation. So, uh, in this regard, having seen uh, this uh, as a very important example, Israeli Defense Minister was invited to Ankara, met with his counterpart, Hulusi Akar, and uh, also we should underline, also President Erdogan uh, hosted uh, Benny Gantz uh, at the presidential palace in Ankara, which was not planned uh, in the beginning. So uh, again, I'm again very much surprised for good that President Erdogan is taking one after the other constructive steps uh, in order to uh, improve the relations. And uh, maybe he calculated that uh, Benny Gantz uh, would be a key actor in the next Israeli government and maybe he wanted to know him in person. I think that's a very wise move because when you are uh, meeting someone in person so that you can also uh, overcome uh, the, uh, uh, the, the complexities if they will erupt uh, tomorrow. Uh, so, long story short, in a nutshell, again, I'm very much optimistic and I think, of course, two countries can cooperate also for their own bilateral interests, but they can also contain Iran together, not only in Turkey, but also in other areas like Iraq and in Syria. Indeed. Well, unfortunately, this is all the time that we have for today, so we won't hear your closing analysis, Mr. Oren. Nevertheless, uh, it uh, has been enlightening indeed. And I'd like to thank uh, Dr. Konyan Arochak, uh, Mr. Erim, and Mr. Oren, of course, also for taking part in today's panel. And I'd like to thank our viewers as well, and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us in another Jerusalem Studio podcast. For more content on Israel and its region, we invite you to visit our website at tv7israelnews.com and follow us on social media.